So as we look towards the end of the three months rains retreat, the Vasa, we can think of the day when we recollect after the end of Vasa, the Buddha's ascent and descent from the heavenly realms where he taught his mother. As we're told during one three months rains retreat or during one Vasa, the Buddha ascended to the Tavatingsa level of heaven where his mother was residing and taught the Abhidhamma and many of the devas and angels there attained a stream entry based on this teaching to Sotapanna. The story goes that after the Vasa ended, he descended from heaven back into this world of humans. And this is the day which we celebrate all together after the end of Vasa, during which lay people from around Thailand come to monasteries, give to the Sangha and dedicate their goodness to their relatives who have passed. This dedication of merit to those who have gone is important. It has the ability to truly change the fate and the lives of those who have gone and now reside in another realm. Even in the Buddha's time, we hear stories of just such dedication. On one occasion, King Bimbisara of Magadha had a relative who passed and was reborn in the state of a preta, a hungry ghost, waiting for someone to dedicate merit to him. While King Bimbisara gave to the Buddha, he forgot to dedicate his goodness and his gift to the deceased relative. And that night he woke hearing the wails of suffering in his dreams. He didn't know the meaning of these screams and so the next day went to consult the Buddha who said that it was his relatives who had been reborn as hungry ghosts lamenting that he had not dedicated any of his merit to them. So from then on, King Bimisara made sure that upon giving a gift to the Sangha or the Buddha, he would dedicate merit to those who had passed and share his goodness with them. King Bimbisara is a good example of a pure and dedicated lay Buddhist. He kept the five precepts and he had attained a stream entry, Sotapanna. Similarly, we are all developing ourselves in line with the Dhamma, aspiring to attain just such purity. Beings are born into this world with a covering and a crust of the defilements which they've lived with for countless eons and countless lives. But 
we as Buddhists have taken refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, have taken on a belief in the efficacy of Kama, of the results of action. And a Sotapanna, a stream enterer, holds both of these beliefs in a deep way that is at its heart unshakable. His or her faith in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha is something that cannot be moved and is unwavering. Even if someone were to come to a Sotapanna, a stream enterer, and say that they had to disavow the triple gem as their refuge or they would die, a Sotapanna would rather give up their life than disavow this thing which they believe with all of their hearts. For they know that death is essentially nothing, where the faith and refuge they found in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha is of the utmost significance. This is displayed in King Bimisara's life. Although he had a vision, a nimitta, showing him that his son would commit patricide and kill him, he still protected and did not end the life of his son, King Achatasattu, because he kept the five precepts and valued his morality even above his own life. He protected the five precepts purely. He gave dana and cultivated this. He kept the eight precepts on the Oposita days as well, because he realized, as we all should, that sila is a possession of paramount importance. What discord we see in the world is mostly due to the lack of sila in those living. And it is of supreme significance and importance that we all work to cultivate this quality in us holding the five precepts constantly and, if possible, taking the eight on Uposita days. Doing so, we will see their benefit and understand why they are so much more valuable than what wealth we might accumulate externally in the world. With wisdom, we see that external possessions cannot be taken with us after death not even the smallest thing. All the work that we do for external possessions and accumulation ends with our passing. All of this possession essentially belongs to the world which we must leave. However, as Buddhists, our strategy is to create goodness, and this is something that stays with the heart. As we take on precepts, and give, we cultivate a goodness which can come with us. If we fail to do this and give in to defilements such as greed, the heart becomes hot and burning, and such attachment does not allow us to give, to let go, or to sacrifice for goodness, and so we reside and wallow in suffering. We attach to things in the world 
without realizing that they are not ours, but belong essentially to nature. And by hanging on and gathering more and more of them to ourselves, we take on more and more weight. Beings begin with the, in the state of humans, but if the defilements weigh down their hearts, then little by little they descend. The state of their mind becomes more and more that of a being of the lower realms. So we might think of how we help cure these defilements. In the case of greed, we can give, we can donate, we can practice dana, we can work to be content with the basic requisites of life and know when enough is enough. However, it's not that we have to give up all worldly possessions. The Buddha said that we could be one who is succeeds and is diligent in business while still maintaining sila, and such a life is still praiseworthy. The Buddha did not say that one has to let go of all wealth and effort within that realm. Rather, one can be wealthy, have possessions, but one should make sure to maintain one's sila and to regularly contemplate death as the endpoint at which juncture one will have to part with all that accumulation. Possessions decay, and in such they are bound up essentially with suffering. Even this body will pass, and we cannot take us with it. The more the chitta, the heart, attaches to the body and possessions, the more the heart will suffer as these things shift and change. This essential suffering is the plight of all beings. And so the Buddha taught us to have metta, loving kindness, for all beings, for we are all born and exist as relatives in aging, sickness, and death. This is something we all share. We hear talk these days about the various different generations, but the Buddha said, essentially, we are all part of the same generation, the generation of age, sickness, death, and essentially of suffering, that we all share these qualities and in this way, we are bound together. As such, the appropriate response is for us to have and cultivate the four divine abodes, that is, loving kindness, compassion, gladness, and equanimity. As we develop these qualities, Sila becomes more and more natural. We remember in such case to dedicate merit from our goodness, from our giving, from our morality, and from our formal practice to those who have passed and our relatives. But even in such a case of thinking as we are going to upon 
this special day at the end of Vasa, of those who have passed, we should bring the reflection back to ourselves in the end. The reason those who went before us need this merit is because they did not make enough merit, did not cultivate enough goodness during the time that they had on this earth, during their lives. And we cannot be sure that upon our passing, our descendants and friends will remember to dedicate merit to us. As such, we cannot afford to be negligent, but must cultivate goodness now for ourselves in the future. However, it's not that we have to wait for the fruits of such good karma to manifest in some future life. We can experience the fruit of merit now in the present. Just as if we bathe now, we experience coolness now. Or if we eat a meal, we feel full in the present moment. Similarly, when we give, the heart immediately feels happy. It immediately feels at ease. And this is the results of karma visible here and now. So today we have a special chance or to think of our relatives. And on that day after the Vasa, we will all have a particularly poignant opportunity to recollect those who have passed before us, to dedicate goodness to them, and to work to cultivate goodness in ourselves so that we will remain safe from the lower realms, from the more coarse mind states, and follow the examples of the great disciples of the Buddha who came before, such as King Bimbisara, Anattapindika, Lady Visaka, who all practiced well keeping the five precepts constantly, the eight precepts in Uposita days, and cultivating all of these qualities to a state of purity, just as we should.